What's going on, guys? I'm Christoph. And I'm McKenna. And this is the Learning on the Job podcast. going on guys we're just gonna get right into it marriage moment marriage marriage is what brings us together today this has been an interesting week day Mm -hmm. in general uh we went to record this episode about an hour ago (laughs) um it's terrible. And yeah, we're just now getting to it mm-hmm. uh, because we ended up getting to an argument. Okay, heated discussion. Heated discussion, mm-hmm. argument, whatever you want to call it. Uh, tomato, <laughs> tomato, call a spade a spade. <laughs> uh, we ended up getting into an argument just about what... Uh, basically, you know, I think personally I'm still dealing through some of the things we talked about last week, which is just like, mm-hmm. you know, dealing with the idea of death, um, having an understanding of you know, the weight of the responsibility of our relationship that yeah. kind of weighing on me yeah. um, and not in a negative way saying like, hey, I can't handle the weight of, of our relationship. It's the weight of the responsibility of knowing that like, you know, in some form or fashion, like I, I'm called to be a provider and be a protector. And mm-hmm. and one day I may not be able to fulfill those roles mm-hmm. because I will not be presently here. And so that thought has been kind of resting on me. Mm-hmm. And then I've had some health issues as well. And, and again, it's nothing big, nothing major, but my body just hasn't felt a hundred percent up to par. And I think that plays and weighs mm-hmm. into that as well. Sure. Um, and so it's been a, it's been a week Yeah. for sure. Like battling through some of those yeah. emotions mm-hmm. and we just processed for about an hour. Yeah. What that looked like mm-hmm. before we hopped on here. Cause it was like, it had to get dealt with and there <laughs> yeah. were some tears. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I hate that so much for you too. And I, I hated that, uh, you know, just anytime you don't feel good or anything, anytime something's not right or fully how it should be, I feel like I want to fix it. <laughs> mm. You know, I want to, I want to make you feel better or, or do a good job of, of taking care of you as your wife, you know, and, and <clears throat> excuse me, I think anytime that Anytime that you still, you know, that that lingers, like you still don't feel good or like you're still dealing with something, I feel like I take the weight of that. Mm. You know, I I feel like I take the weight of like, gosh, I need to be doing something better, you know. Um, But I think what a huge thing that we just processed through that that you're talking about is that I just I've really been needing to learn how to respond in such a different way um, that it looks more like grace and not emotions mm. um, because I think I've responded to these things that you're processing through out of the fact that like I've already processed through them, you know? And so I'm like, mm. I, w- I want you to like, you know, get to this place already. And that's unfair, you know, because we all, we all have our process. Absolutely. So, yeah. You've, you've worked through, you, you've developed this piece mm-hmm. about death that, I, and I have that piece, you know, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, I can look forward to the promises of God and still have 
my human fear. Sure. Yeah. And so like I, that's definitely a piece that I think, as you said, requires a little bit more grace than Mm -hmm. emotion. Yeah. And, um, and I think we both have those moments. I think I just happen to be on the receiving end of it this time, you know, like, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. I, I think that was a little bit of the change, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's really what we've, what we've been going through really for like the last hour and a half, but also just for the last week. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, this being us growing together as a couple, mm-hmm. uh, us growing emotionally as a couple, us growing in really great ways, but yeah. us also having our own individual struggles. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's been a different thing that I don't think we've actually dealt Mm -hmm. with. Yeah. Just understanding too, that our struggles individually carry such different weights that, you know, I may not always understand the weight of your struggles and you may not always understand the weight of mine, Mm. but as husband and wife, we're called to help each other carry those things. That's right. You know, even if we don't fully understand it. So good. So good. Well, I guess we can transition into roses and thorns. Roses and thorns. And again, that's just, you know, my my rose for the week, uh, more than anything else, is like uh it, truthfully, it's just been a great week. It really um, has. Yeah, despite all these things, yeah. Like emotionally and individually, it's yeah. been hard. It's been tough. Yeah. But like, man, it's been a productive week. Uh, a lot of good things going on, you know professionally which is great but also like personally i feel like we've we've bonded like mm-hmm. quite a bit this week so yeah. that's felt really good for me any any like particular roles for you yeah uh, to be honest with you i would probably say the same thing mm-hmm. i mean i was just saying before we press record like what if every couple did this where they sat down with a microphone in front of them and recorded all that was going on that week in their marriage. I just think how helpful this is, you know, mm. where we're, it, it kind of forces us to dig deep into, okay, this is, this is where, um, this is where you just like knocked out of the park this week. You know, you just, I felt so loved in this moment. Um, and this is where I feel like I fell short maybe. And, you know, so this is, this podcast honestly is absolutely my rose. Yeah. I, I I would say the same thing. And, you know, we encourage you guys, man, sit across the table for somebody. Mm-hmm. We'll actually get into that a little bit more, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with our, our guests for the for the day uh, for this particular episode. But like get into it mm-hmm. like as yeah. much as you can, like yeah. get with each other and just pour out your hearts yeah. uh, to one another. And, and, you know, that's the best advice that I can give, which mm-hmm. is not really worth much. But, you know, later on, you'll hear somebody, a couple that's far more experienced than us, tell you the same thing. And, and that's just what we've learned is that, like, mm-hmm. you know, this is about getting to that point mm-hmm. um, where we can just be open and honest and like yeah. sit across the table from each other and be like, all right, here's my crap. Your crap's here. Good. We can keep it pushing. Um, thorn for the week. I guess I've already talked through that. I already mm-hmm. processed through what's going on there. Um, and beyond that, like I'm just taking it one day at a time. But that's good. I, I think you're right, and I think you pushed me in a good way. And I and I can publicly admit that you were right, which <laughs> pains me. Um, but for me publicly admitting that you were 100 right about the fact that, like, you know, I know what God said. You know, mm-hmm. and and yeah. I, and I sat, I sat. I sat in kind of my funk, you know, and I've mm-hmm. been kind of sitting in that funk all week and it's mm-hmm. time for me to hop out the funk. And so yeah. uh, I apologize. You know, I apologize to you just mm-hmm. for like not doing that soon enough. And, you know, again, like I said, this this podcast is, is very life giving for me. It's cathartic because mm-hmm. I get to 
vocalize my issues mm-hmm. and uh, the things that are actually burdening my heart. Mm-hmm. And I get to do it across from the person that I love the most. Mm-hmm. So it helps. So sweet, baby. But yeah, so I think I would say my thorn for this week is just feeling like school is starting and um, life is happening. And I think I let this little break that we got kind of get away from me. And so it feels like everything's kind of snowballing right now, Mm -hmm. like work and internship and everything like that. So um, just trying to keep up with it all, sort of like what I said before, but just trying to keep up with it all and and get into the groove of it. So it's been a it's been a little tricky, but but good. Yeah, yeah, it's tricky but good. That's like the the I don't know the phrase for <laughs> for this season right here. But yeah, but it's good. Well, we're actually about to talk to another couple uh, that has been through a lot of tricky but good seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dolberries. We got Chris and Vanessa Dolberry on the podcast with us today. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun, guys. Like, I uh, just mm-hmm. tune in. It's gonna be. Uh, everything that you wanted to hear and and maybe some stuff that you didn't, but it's going to be good mainly because these guys have so much wisdom and they've been doing this for 20 something years and they're literally only like 40. It's wild. It, yeah. Like they've, they've been together for <laughs> they don't so look a day over 25 either. They don't. <laughs> Which they don't. is crazy. Um, obviously y'all can't see that. So you have to take our word for it, but <gasps> you know, they, they literally look so young um, and they're, they're 40 and they've got teenagers. I mean, they, they have been doing this for, so long right around the time that they were our age actually a little bit younger mm-hmm. um and so i mean here, here's the hope and we one look like that right um i know i will because fingers crossed oh well, black don't crack so i'm fine <laughs> oh gosh. um but you know beyond that i hope that we actually have their same level of relationship as well don't you think absolutely absolutely well guys enjoy chris and vanessa dolberry we are interviewing uh, just two of the most awesome people that I've had the pleasure of meeting here in the last like six months. Um, first, we've got, you, go, you want to go ahead and say your name? You got it. My name's Chris Dalberry. Yeah. And, and I'm Vanessa Dalberry. Yes. What? Yeah, we're here, Christoph. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm pumped, man. It, it's exciting to have mm. like another couple and not just talk to each other yeah. in this room empty alone. We're honored to be here. Seriously. Yes, wow. Yeah. I really appreciate that, man. I'm I mean, so excited. The, the reason why, um, so I actually work with uh, Chris here and like I, uh, he, I would even say he's my boss. He's my boss. Is bo- he's a boss. He's a boss. We get to stand shoulder <laughs> to shoulder and do ministry for the kingdom, man. That's what we do. Wow. Yeah. That's a super holy answer. Okay. Um, <laughs> Vanessa told me to say that. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> shoulder to shoulder doing ministry for the, the front lines of the battle of the for the kingdom. Um, no, uh, but it's it's really good to like have you guys here, man. And and you know, we work together and I think more than anything else, like the the one thing I've noticed about Chris is like his level of intentionality in relationship. Um, I've noticed like not just relationship with his wife, but relationship with others as well. So like you you have this level of intentionality that is like super primo and something I admire and like aspire to be like bro so, you're way too kind oh man <laughs> it's true no it's not it is it is man that's awesome you're though. very intentional with like your relationships how you follow up with people how you you know dig in um i guess to just discipleship in in any manner yeah. and so i i really appreciate that about you and i'm glad you guys are here um i guess we can go ahead and get started right mm-hmm. let's do it all right man I, first i've got a question like if you just want to talk a little bit about just like who you are what you do 
that type of thing. Yeah, I think yeah, people yeah. would love to hear just like some context on it. Yeah. Uh, I'm one of the pastors at the Bridge Church and uh, outside the Nashville area and um, been doing that for, been doing ministry for a long time, like 19 years. And uh, actually, the interesting thing about that is uh, we got married about two months after I took my first ministry job. So I can always keep up with how long I've been in ministry, about how long we've been married. So <laughs> uh, this year it's 19 years, almost 19 years. Wow. It's been a long Jeez. time. Crazy. And uh, yeah, it's been a fun ride. Three kids, mm-hmm. uh, our oldest son's 16, and then our daughter is 14, and our uh, youngest son's 10. And so, yeah, it's awesome. been, been fun. <laughs> it has. <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Vanessa. It's our, what, what, about, what about you, Vanessa? Who, who, who are you, and what do you do? And um, I am a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have been doing that for the past few years. Um, before that, I was just a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. Just awesome. a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. Yeah. No, no just. That requires not much yeah. work at all. <laughs> no. It's like the, like the most, the world's most, you know, difficult job. Right. And you're just like, I was just, <laughs> yes. you know, stewarding lives. Uh, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, there's no just there. Got to remember to take that yeah. out. Yes. Because that's a big job. Uh, it was. Yeah. It was. <laughs> Absolutely. So how long have you guys been married? Is it 19? 19. Yeah. 19 years. We got married in May of 2000. Yep. May so 2000. this year's 19 years. But we've known each other since fifth grade. So crazy. All right. Fifth, <laughs> talk, talk about this. This is what I want to, I want to know, like, how did you guys get together? Like in general, like start from the fifth grade. I want to hear it. So we've gone to school together since fifth grade um, and known each other since then. But it wasn't until eighth grade that I had a friend that had a crush on Chris, and she always wanted me to call him and see who he liked. And so I didn't have anything better to do because I didn't have a life. So (laughs) I would call him, and as I would, I don't even think I ever figured out who he liked, but he just talked to me, and like one time he played a song he learned. I was on the charming guitar. her guys. That's what I was yeah, doing. Yeah, and I, just the more I would talk to him, I'd be like, I mean, he's kind of cool. Like, I kind of like him, you know. Um, so in the then, fifth grade. No, this is in eighth grade. Okay, so okay, wow. how, how did you progress that? Like, where do we go from in fifth, fifth grade? We just knew each other. Okay, just around. Yeah, fifth fifth to eighth grade, we just okay. kind of were in the same. Great. Yeah, yeah, our moms worked together at a florist in our hometown. In and so we would see each other at the florist. You yeah. know, we'd go there with our moms after school or whatever. That yeah. is so sweet. So I kind of had a little crush on him then. Um, but, you know, it faded. We went to high school. Um, and then in 10th grade. In 10th grade, we this this will sound like a joke, but it's totally for real. We had health class together. <laughs> and I remember Vanessa, um, I sat like in the second row. And I remember Vanessa, because she's so smart, like she's one of the smartest people in our, in our class. She Whatever. was always the person, like the nerd that got their work done early. <laughs> and so she finished her work earlier test or whatever and went to turn it in. And like I saw her walk by and I was like, whoa, <laughs> like, who's that? Oh, that's Vanessa. And, uh, and so I decided I wanted to date her. <laughs> so, so uh, actually, she asked me out. I did. Wow. Uh, yeah. But like, so it was like the day after Christmas when we were both in 10th grade. And, and this sounds funny. And so we were on our way home, my parents and I, on our way home from church. And, and I was trying to decide if I was going to call Vanessa or this other girl who went to my church. Like, I'm going to call one of the two girls. I don't know which. I decided Vanessa. The Lord the Lord in his sovereignty right. led me to Vanessa. So I called Vanessa uh, at like 7 o'clock that night or something, yeah. whatever, when I got home. And we literally talked to like 1130 that night. No, and, uh, wow. no it was longer. Was it? Well, I'm pretty sure we talked to like six or eight hours on the phone. Seriously? Yeah, the first time. She yeah. was so captivating. Wow. 
It wasn't just her, her good striking word. good looks. It was her. She but was captivating. It was only captivating for about a year and a half. And <laughs> <laughs> because we only stayed together for about a year and a half. Wow. Oh, wow. A couple years yeah. in high school. Mm-hmm. And then it just didn't work we, out. Broke up, we broke up and kind of did our own things for a little while. Yeah. And then our senior years, well, we stayed really good friends. We did. Mm-hmm. Even we, did ministry together yeah, during the time rare, we weren't yeah. dating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like we could not be in, the, we could be both be dating someone and be in the same room together. And people are like, oh, is that your, is that your boyfriend over there? I'm like, no. <laughs> I mean, like all the time people would say oh, wow. stuff oh, wow. like that. And um, so after college, like our senior years in college, we started hanging out a little more. And then, um, he let's see we came home for christmas break our senior years and we went to a basketball game together we and sure he did. just told me hey i think you're the one that was honestly wow, it was my. like a season of growth for me spiritually and i and i, I was just really seeking the lord as mm-hmm. to what my vocation would be who my wife would be that's the season the lord called me to ministry to wow. and and it just became so clear like i was seeking the lord on god what do you have for me in this regard for a relationship and he said, "I've already showed you. What are you doing? I've, I've been show, wow. I've showed you for years who, who I want you to be with." And so um, it was very obvious. She was everything that uh, that that I would have wanted in a godly wife. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's really good. So, just a question on that. Like, tell me how you, as a senior in high school, like, how, how does that come to you? Like, oh, like we were in college. You? Oh, you were in college. college. Yes, in college. Senior okay. college. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. So, so there have been a several years. A lot of years. stuff came to me okay. senior year in college, and I mean high school, and none of it was that. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. So I mean, but even that kind of matriculation through school, and you getting a senior year of college, like what was it? Just like okay, hey, I'm about to start a new beginning. Like something new is about to happen. Like what? What spawned that like thought? Uh, I just think you know I I had been. Um, I mean, I knew I was graduating from college and I knew my life was about to begin. And so I just kind of, uh, in, in anticipation of all that, really just started asking the Lord, God, I want you to direct my life. I want mm. you to show me what you have for me in every area of my life. And uh, of course, two of those massive decisions were my vocation and my wife. And uh, and he did. You know, he showed me both of those things. And really, the, what's interesting is the Lord had called me to, uh, had called Vanessa to ministry before he called me to ministry. Wow. Mm. And when I began sensing a call to ministry and then just also praying for a wife, it was, and I, I, honestly, when I really knew was we, we had been kind of enlisted almost as volunteer interns at the church that we both went to back home. And so we had come home to help our church lead a student ministry retreat. And we were at that retreat together and I was in the middle of praying through all those things. God, show me who you want me to marry. Show me what you want as my career or whatever. And the Lord was in the kind of in the process of affirming my call to ministry. And I remember sitting there kind of on the side of the stage watching Vanessa lead through something, a prayer. I don't remember what it was. And it just, it was almost as if the Lord said, that's her, you dummy. <laughs> what are you doing? That's her, you know? Wow. And so it was literally a couple of weeks after that, maybe a week. I don't know. It was very soon after that, that we went to that basketball game and, and we just had some long conversations. And I said, Vanessa, I, I think you're the one the Lord's wow. leading, leading me to. Mm. You're the woman I want to marry. Wow. And so two weeks later, we got engaged. Two, oh yeah. my gosh. That's yeah. crazy. Okay. Vanessa, how did you know that he, that Chris was the one that you were supposed to be with? I actually knew... <laughs> It's weird to say because we have a 16-year-old, mm-hmm. um, so it's weird to say this now, but I knew mm-hmm. then. I, wow. I knew when I was 15 and 16. Like, I knew yeah. he was the one. I just knew. Mm. Um, I just felt like we completed each other, not <laughs> not in a weird way. 
<laughs> but I felt like we really complimented each other yeah, in such yeah. a way that we could do more together than apart. We're mm. doing this. We're doing the sign language to each and other right now. Nothing without you. But I also think, um, of course, I was young and immature. I was in high school. Um, but I put too much, uh, let's see, too much of my identity was in him. Mm. And so I really needed that time to yeah. grow and to figure out who I was yeah. and um, some of those things just about myself before. Yeah. And obviously we so were too important. young for all that anyway. But but I pretty much always knew. I mean, any boy wow. I dated, um, I would always compare him to Chris. Wow. And it's like one boy broke stick. up with me because of that. <laughs> Oh, oh gosh! <laughs> well, that's crazy. <laughs> I think that's that's the biggest problem is like yes. you guys being from a small town. It's yes, you know everybody knows uh-huh. everybody. Like you're yes. you're you're that's definitely true. Your covert stories, like we have some covert stories, but Nashville's yeah. too big. Yeah. So, exactly. That's right. So, that's right. so yeah, everybody's exactly. like, no, oh, it could be me. Oh, it could be me. <laughs> Just tell us a little bit about like, and and this is where where I think it gets really interesting for people is like, okay, so you got engaged two weeks later, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so tell, one, I want to know how you propose. Not for myself, because like I don't need, you know, I don't need any pointers. Um, I don't think uh, it's already happened. What's done is done. And what's yeah. done is done. But like, I think people inquiring minds would want to know, like, how, how exactly did you, you know, say, hey, I want to spend the rest of my life with you, and here's a ring to, you know, satisfy Bef- that fact. Before he tells, I think we have to preface this that. There was no social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was no yeah. Pinterest boards telling you how you mm. should propose, and and we didn't do these promposals and all that. So, you know, there weren't big, huge things. Yeah, I feel happened. like everybody now has this massive proposal story, yeah. and like it's this, you yeah. know, you. But it and, was awesome. It's all over Instagram, and it's, it's wonderful, mm-hmm. and whatever. Yeah, yeah. and no, there's you know there's there's string lights hanging from trees and it, rose it, petals it, on the ground. What are you talking about? Was, all that. What do you mean? Wasn't that? That's better. Who does that? Well, there's a lot of pressure on it. Who now. puts rose petals <laughs> on in the in the sand uh, at the beach? I'm what? Sensing a little sarcasm. Oh, in the beach. Oh, okay. Now, so let's hear your story, guys. I'd love to hear your proposal story. Uh-oh. Yeah, it was that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, so ours might be a letdown. No, yeah. it's not. I don't no, we. I had this big thing planned. We. <clears throat> so yeah. we got engaged like a couple of days after Y2K. And were wow. you even alive yet, Christoph? Yeah, no, okay. come on now. I was. I had been alive. We, we were both were alive. You? She McKenna? was barely alive. <laughs> okay. okay. I was barely alive. But McKenna, would, could you have been our flower girl? Oh yeah. Um, I yes. I could have. Yes, you could have. Were you walking? I feel really, really she was old four. right now. Oh, okay. four. That's yeah. perfect flower girl age. Now I was wow. a little bit more yeah. cognitive at this point. Like okay. I had a little He's bit more two under. Two years my, older. I was than six, six, and I had a little okay. bit more under my belt. Kindergarten, Kristoff. Okay. Yeah, I was. I was beyond that. Actually, I was probably about first grade because I, I started when I was four. Because uh, mm. my mom was sick of taking care of me, so she just <laughs> threw me in school. Yeah. And so uh, at six, that's when I was like, you know, I was probably like first grade. Yeah. You know, at this point, so I was. I could have held a conversation mm. with you at least. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. It so you would have It would have been, been a riveting conversation. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Uh, so anyway, it was Y2K. And so um, I have no idea why I just told you that, that it was Y2K. But anyway, um, so uh, I had this big thing planned when she went back to school. Like I was... Because um, it was still fall, like uh, winter break. Winter break. And I was we we're gonna I was going to go back to her where she went to school, went to two different <coughs> colleges. I was going to go back to her school and... Um, um, have her friend like organize this big thing and then I was just going to be there. Her friend was going to bring her there. Like, you know, 
like something like you guys would do. Um, but I really didn't want her to go back to school. Like she, I think she thought, but here's why I said 2K, Y2K, I remember now. Um, I, Vanessa really kind of thought that because that was such a big transition year, like that maybe I would propose on New Year's Day or New Year's Eve just before the ball drops or whatever, <laughs> you know. And um, and I really kind of sensed some disappointment in her when I didn't. I was already planning to propose. I right. just was going to wait till she got back to school. And so I felt like she was disappointed. And so instead of waiting to go do that, before I left to go back to my school, um, I actually just went to her house. I literally just went to her house and knocked on the door and said, hey, um, I left something in your room. I was trying to make up some kind of you know romantic thing real quick. <laughs> yeah. I left something in your, in your bedroom. So I went back there and I found this little stuffed rabbit bunny thing that I had gotten her for Valentine's Day in high school. And I, uh, I just grabbed that and like laid it on her bed or on the floor. I can't remember on a chair or something. And I just sat the engagement ring on top of it. And she, so she came in there and uh, she said, what are you looking for? What'd you forget? And I just got on my knee and I said, Hey, I, you're the one I love you. Will you wow. marry me? And it was, I mean, <laughs> so simple, That's like sweet. in her, in yeah. her bedroom, uh, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And, but that was it. I but, loved it though. Yeah. Cause Did, I don't like real public things. Mm. It was going to be public. He didn't know It that. was going to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't. Yeah. It was perfect. That's good. That is perfect. God's sovereignty. <laughs> that's right. That's all, that's all that is. That's really good. Like, yeah. you, I think... I think we get caught up in the hype of it all. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, like that, yeah. that moment where she felt like uplifted yeah. probably yeah. mattered more than like yeah. the huge mm-hmm. surprise that could have ever happened. Cause I knew he was going to do it. I just didn't know when. Mm. And so I'm like, come on, please. That's so yeah. awesome. So he, you proposed while he, in right after a season while y'all weren't even dating. No, like literally we went back, I went back to school. Mm-hmm. Before school, my best friend and I had made a list of girls that we thought would get engaged over Christmas break. <laughs> Never in a million years would I have thought I would have been one of them. Wow. That's and so, so I came back to school and people, I had one girl that didn't believe me for like a week. She thought I was just making it up. Because <laughs> they were like, you didn't even have a boyfriend. I'm like, I know. <laughs> but we knew each other so well that it could work, yeah, you know. Right. Yeah, we didn't absolutely. have to think about it or date or yeah, you, know. you just knew. Yeah. And that's honestly awesome that you got to skip all of that. Yes. Yeah. Like just the it is. the confusion or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Absolutely. Yeah. So just a random question. How much did the idea that the world would have ended in the year two thousand factor into you? Like I, I I that's random, but like it feels like a big because I remember coming to school and they'd be like, "Hey, we might not be here tomorrow." Like that's how literally everybody wow. was when I was in first grade. I didn't think about that for a proposal, but I was scared to death that Jesus would return before our honeymoon. <laughs> I was afraid of that. Like, come on, Jesus, just wait another day, please. <laughs> that's great. No, that's that makes. <laughs> This is so great. Okay, so you guys, you guys get, you guys get married, right? Um, what, what does the first year of marriage look like for you guys? Uh, man, you know, it, it was um, in some ways, it was a year of um, just doing what we had seen our parents do. I mean, like mm. um, we, we didn't really have dreams to like you know, uh, be a, be a better couple or to travel to Europe or to whatever, you know, it's like to just do, do, we didn't have these huge hopes and dreams. Mm -hmm. We literally just kind of wanted to start a life, um, live out our calling, which was ministry. And so that's just what we did. We just, we, we started just repeating things that we had seen our whole lives that our parents did. And and we served our church and that was it, you know? Mm -hmm. So cool. Wow. That's really good. Mm -hmm. Was it, 
was it difficult at all or was it just like a very unique experience like you just felt like you were really replicating kind of the what you saw basically I think it didn't seem difficult in the moment but now you know 19 years later looking back on it um, we were so much just kind of in the pattern of what we had always seen Mm -hmm. that we were actually kind of cutting ruts into our marriage Mm -hmm. um, that would actually lead to unhealth and we didn't even see see that that was happening would you agree with that like some just we in repeating some of those same patterns um, that we had seen growing up, uh, we, we were just creating systems and rhythms in our marriage that would lead to unhealthy things later on. Because I think internally, we probably had some um, ideas or expectations going into our marriage that we never voiced mm-hmm. um, simply because and maybe maybe some longings and feelings that we just never voiced mm-hmm. because what we had seen of married couples did not include those longings and feelings and wow. expectations that maybe we had in our hearts. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so we would just keep, kind of keep them inside. Mm-hmm. Wow. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's really Let's stay on that a little, a little longer because that's something that we've processed through quite a bit is the idea that like yeah, unmet expectations is, is one of the probably the biggest reasons why we fight in general. Like any mm-hmm. argument that we have in our home, it's most likely over the fact that like an expectation was not said but it was set. It was set, but it was never said. Mm-hmm. So like what can you like process? I just want to process through that a little bit more. Like what, what are kind of some things it's like, Hey, I had this hope, had this dream for marriage and like, it just did not come true. Okay. So here, this one's kind of not necessarily a dream for marriage, but, um, one thing that I used to do <laughs> that would drive him crazy. I knew this is what you're going to say. <laughs> my, so I always did this cause this is what my mom did. When I would go get the groceries, I pull in, honk the horn. Then he knows I'm here so he can come help me get the groceries <laughs> because he's strong and helpful and, you know. And <laughs> But I would do that, and he would get so mad at me, and I'd be like, oh, does he just not want to help me? Like, I don't understand. But to him, it I'll- was... You know, like, hur, hur, come on. You know, like, I get it. You but. don't tell me what to do, woman. I'm in here, or whatever. You know, like, like I, uh, what is going on right now? Why is she doing that? I'm in the middle of something. I don't need to help yeah. her get the groceries. She got the groceries. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, it was just like little things like that would kind of, I mean, I just, my dad always, which my dad has a different personality, and mm-hmm. he loves to, I'm not saying he doesn't love to start but my dad is definitely a servant like he is yeah he, he really just is. like he wanted to come out there and get those groceries you know yeah. and so just different things that you expect from the way you've grown up mm-hmm. you know and his mom brought the groceries in herself you know and mm. did you know took care of the whole house while and dad so, was working yeah yeah and yeah. just you know so i think there are so many little things like that and there are probably big things too but even those little things can add up and just make you uh maybe believe something that's not true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I think what I didn't realize was happening in those moments that while I, I was not trying to communicate to her that she was not my treasure because she most certainly was, mm-hmm. but because uh, I didn't go get those groceries like her dad did, it, she felt like every time that would happen that I was treasuring whatever it was I was in the middle of her doing yeah. Wow. Yeah. more than her. And, and um, but again, we just, those were things that we just never really talked about back in those yeah. days. Yeah. I just stop beeping the horn. Stop beeping the horn. <laughs> <laughs> and that makes sense. I mean, uh, I guess I would talk a little bit because like where I think a lot of that comes in is like cultural. It's cultural. Yeah. It's upbringing. That's right. It's like a yeah. lot of those things. Mm-hmm. Like uh, like one of the things that I know that really, and just being truthful, like one of the things that I think 
I got in trouble for. And like, I, this may not have be something that I voiced to you, to be quite honest with you, but like one of the things that I got in trouble for, like I remember it very clearly, like mm-hmm. I had done, this was when we were at Starbucks. Yeah, we were at Starbucks and mm-hmm. it was just this situation where like, I kind of like somebody, and, and a lot of it had to do with upbringing, right? So, mm-hmm. in my in my household, kind of the the people that I you know knew, the people that I was, um, like my family, like basically, you know, it's it's a bunch of old men sitting around at a at at a table, you know, during a family reunion, like oof, you know, that girl over there looks good, you know, that that whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was kind of a something that was culturally all the married men, too. All the married men right? Mm-hmm. Wow. And so that was something culturally that just wow. kind of had set in like for me without me even knowing and so like I found myself and I got in trouble she called me out like I (laughs) I did a double take one time like yeah he got in trouble I was was sitting at Starbucks we were sitting at Starbucks and I just kind of did a double take when somebody walked by and what I didn't realize was that like first of all my level of depravity in that moment for sure but secondly what I didn't realize was like okay this is something that is actually a direct result of like my upbringing, yeah, yeah. Like, and I didn't realize how that played mm-hmm. into how I was doing. So, like, I think, I think that's spot on. Kind of talking about like, hey, you know, that's that's what my dad did always growing up, or hey, you know, my mom always did this. Like, watching my family kind of be like, oh, it's yeah, you know, it's it's nothing. Like, it's mm-hmm. and, and and in a way, it truly wasn't honoring. It's not honoring to their wives, but it's just a part of like their upbringing yeah. as well like we're all just kind of results of mm-hmm. what we've been fed and thrown yeah. so many years for, sure. for so many years but like being in this type of relationship being in a in a, in a christian based relationship you have to flip those things on their head yeah. you have to do kind of the opposite yeah. yeah yeah and the funny thing about that situation really was just that i didn't even know how to respond because yeah. I, <laughs> I just shut down and didn't want to talk to him anymore because i'm like you better know what you just did i don't yeah. need to say anything <laughs> yeah and I, I sat there i was like what what did i do like i was just cracking my back like that whole thing like because i just i was like think really hard yeah. think really hard <laughs> oh my god um but basically in that situation i I mean, I can say this honestly. I had grown up in such a legalistic environment that was so polar opposite to Christoph's up- upbringing mm. that that would have been, you know, means for a huge, a huge fight, sure. you know. Um, and and so in that moment, I I really had to even ask the Holy Spirit in that moment, how do I respond to this? Because mm-hmm. um, I want to operate out of grace and not emotions, mm-hmm. you know, um, because that was hurtful to me and I didn't feel honored. But I wanted to respond in a way where um, I could express that um, without, I guess, in a way where it could be a learning situation, mm, like, yeah. you know, what, how, you know, what went through your head or, you know, so. Yeah, yeah it, it mm. didn't come off accusatory. It came more of like for a learning moment for me. Um, and it all just, as I said, it just comes down to conditioning. Like, how, how have you been conditioned in that mm-hmm. in that way? I think that's so important what you what you just talked about how it came across I, I think that um learning how to communicate something not in a way you say it but in a way the other person hears it mm-hmm. is super important yeah. we struggle with that for years mm-hmm. um because of differing personality types mm-hmm. uh and so i would say things in a, in a more aggressive or assertive way 
than maybe Vanessa had heard from her dad wow. or, or from the way her personality type is wired, that it would often seem even more aggressive than I was intending it to be. Right. And, yes. and so she would hear something from me that I really, in my heart, wasn't saying. And so we've had to learn really over just the last few years, honestly, like wow. it's taken us that long to really figure out how to communicate and love each other the way the other person receives it, not just the way we Absolutely. want to declare it. Yeah. That, that's so good. So what, spot on. What, so what, just quick question. Do you guys know Enneagram numbers? Yeah. Yes. What, are, what are you? Three. Three? Enneagram. Nine. Achiever and... Ooh, oh. I can't remember what the nine is. I just yeah. remember sloth. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, the I remember the bad part. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's so that's so spot on, dude. We go through that all the time. I think yeah. that I think that a nine is way more emotional. Like it's so it's somewhat like a two. I'm a two, and I think it it's like people pleaser. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely that. Yeah, like I the, can't remember the other things. Like those pieces are very much like a piece of it. It's funny because like I. Like me being an eight, like, and her being a two, hey. it's not like it's that. It's that exact same thing. Hey, like yeah. I'm, I'm ready. Like I'm, I'm passionate. I'm yeah. like, hey, yeah. Like no, this is what this is what's happening right now. Yeah. Like you hear me, right? Like are you hearing me? Like and for her, like that feels degrading. And she's yes. like, but I'm really just like iterating with the same passion that I would have given anybody just talking about absolutely anything. Yeah. But she's yeah. just like. I mean, he could, he could be talking about anything just like with a lot of passion, you know, and I'll be like, ah, it's not running over me, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's not his intention at all. Yeah. So, I mean, that's actually really interesting. So where I think something I know about you, Chris, and, and, and I know there's so a bunch of different things that can definitely affect the marriage, but I'd be interested to see. I, I know that you're actually adopted. Yeah. Like, can you talk a little bit about how that played, if at all? into your marriage? I think the primary way, so I, so just, for, I was adopted when I was five months old. My, uh, my birth parents were in high school. Uh, I'd never met them until our first year of marriage, actually, 21 or 22, whatever we were. Wow. Um, tracked them down, I met them. It was a pretty cool experience, but that's for another show, another day. But um, I think the primary thing is, I, being adopted, I always felt different than everybody else. Like mm. once I realized that not everybody was adopted, you know, whatever, <laughs> however old I was, um, I, I felt different. And so there was always just an insecurity there um, that I was different. And so often I would I would feel insecure in our marriage when uh, I didn't do something well, I didn't perform well in some way, and I would always think, well, that's because I'm different than ever. Mm-hmm. Somebody else could have you know done that better than me or wow. whatever. And so um, that would it would almost it was it it would often manifest in insecurity. But then just because of my personality type, and, and insecurity would come out more as to Vanessa at least as aggression. But it was really based on my own insecurities. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. And you said something off air that was really interesting, just specifically about like adoption versus like what what really impacted the marriage. Um, what? I would, yeah, I was going to say ministry really impacted our marriage. Um, I think in a lot of great ways because oh, we always, sure. yeah, we always had like this thing we were running after. Mm. Um, and so I think in so many ways, um, that was healthy and gosh, I mean, so many blessings, you know, came from that. Um, I think though for us, it was tough because we were doing ministry before we were married. Mm -hmm. And so once we got married, we just continued on in that ministry. And I think in some ways we didn't have the honeymoon phase of just, um, 
I don't know how to really yeah, explain it. Like it was just like, okay, we're adults now. Yeah. We're gonna do ministry. Yeah, you and just we're in. yeah, I got my hair cut off like a mom haircut. <laughs> and no, that's I was true. like, that's that really true. Happened. I wore the Christmas sweaters before I they were called. Because you had goatees back then. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Just pastors had goatees. Oh, yeah. We're gonna look the part too. Yeah. I mean we just we're adults. We're doing this thing, wow. you know? And so I think we lost, we maybe missed out on a little bit of the playful being mm-hmm. newlyweds, yes, mm-hmm. you know? That's right. um, and I think that's partly because of ministry, because we were so uh, deep into that. And mm-hmm. the kind of churches we served back then were wonderful, but they were, they were mm-hmm. maybe a little less grace-filled and a more McKenna, like what you said, just kind of more legalistic in a mm-hmm. sense. And um, we just kind of we just kind of felt like we had to be buttoned up and like mm. some things you know yes. some passions and fun things that um, people that are in their early twenties would run after and do and enjoy. Yeah. Uh, we we didn't do any of those things, um, and so yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. And I think um, when we first started out, you know, we were doing ministry together before we got married, before we were even dating, we were, and so. We knew that, and we loved doing that together. Um, but then once we had kids, you know, everything kind of changed. And, mm-hmm. like, I can't be up at the church with him all the time, you know, yeah. doing stuff with him. And, um, you know, he maybe has to be at church all day Sunday, but the kids can't be there all day, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so I would be at home more. And that just – so it just changed what ministry looked like for us. Sure. And looking back, I can see how – a lot of times I just felt kind of lonely, mm-hmm. you know? I just felt like he was doing his thing, and I'm with the kids. And, I mean, I loved being with the kids, but it just was different. Yeah. Um, and it was hard. Mm-hmm. And I think I definitely, I know I came to a point where I kind of was um, resentful to wow. the church for taking him away from mm-hmm. me, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, because even if he wasn't there... You know, I mean, you guys know church is ministry work is not eight to five. Right. It's all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's during dinner or it's mm-hmm. after dinner when we're supposed to be hanging out or, you know, yeah. it's, yes. just, it's just very demanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was hard for me. Yeah. You know, hard for me. You know, infidelity in your marriage is not always what you think of when you think of the word infidelity. It's not always a sexual thing or, or, or a relationship with another person. Infidelity is when you say no to each other and yes to something else. Wow. wow. And uh, I did that a lot in our marriage. I know a lot of men <clears throat> listening to this podcast right now, like you're not in ministry, but you have uh, a job and, and you're so focused on c- reaching a certain status, a career status, the, you know, a certain rung on the corporate ladder or a certain salary or whatever it is. And you're chasing that so hard that what you're doing is actually you're, you're, you're being in, uh, you know, your infidelity, there's infidelity going on in your marriage, but wow. it's not in a sexual way. It's with your, with your wow. job. And that's what I did. And, and honestly, I rationalized a lot of that because it was such a noble quote. you can't see me right now, but I'm doing air quotes. Um, it was such a <laughs> noble thing that I, you know, this noble call of ministry that I had. And so wow. I rationalized saying no to my wife and yes to ministry. And what I ended up doing was I'm having a relationship with somebody else's bride, the bride of Christ, mm. more so than, than with my wife. Like mm. I'm not talking about my relationship with God. I'm talking about my relationship to my career, which was ministry in the church. Mm. Wow. Uh, and I focused a whole lot more on that than I did Vanessa. And I always even said like, I will not be the, this is such a cliche thing for pastors, especially in the generation of pastor that I am like, 
in seminary, I remember hearing one of my professors say, don't sacrifice your family, never sacrifice your family on the altar of ministry, you know, and, mm. and so I, I, I won't, I promise, you know, I'll never be the guy that does that. And, and so I would always try to um, budget my time in a way that I could be there physically with Vanessa as much as possible. But emotionally, I was not there wow. and available for her because I was so focused on somebody else's bride, wow. the bride of Christ. Wow. wow. I've heard this piece just said as marriages, you know, that have been around for a long time. You guys are 19 years in. Can you recall a time where like you reached your wit's end? You were like, okay, like this is really like this, is this, this seems like this might be it. Mm-hmm. Yes. We yeah, can. we have. Um, it was probably about five years ago. Um, we, you know, we talked about kind of ministry and where we had been there. And, and so th- this was like, it was all kind of coming to a head. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I was at a place where I just felt like I was a failure as a mom, as a wife, as a friend, as a pastor's wife. Um, I, I just felt like I couldn't do anything well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of felt like no one really cared either. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I just, um, you're talking about kids too. I feel like once you have kids as a mom and then they get a little older and they don't need you as much, it's kind of like a crossroads of like, wow, what, who am I? What do, yeah. what's my passion? What's my purpose? What's, you know, being a mom is, but that's not your only identity, mm-hmm. but it's easy for that to be right. Um, when your kids are young. And so I think I had gotten to that place and I just, I just felt like a failure all the way around. Um, and so just that time for us uh, ended up being very, very heartbreaking. And I just, I started to believe the lies that the, the devil was whispering to me. You know, mm-hmm. those that you're not good enough. You're not, no one cares. No one really wants you. No, those sorts of things. Wow. And um, I started believing them. And yeah. um, that sent me just into a very dark place, mm-hmm. place of sin. Mm-hmm. Um and just a very, very dark time for us. Yeah. Um, but praise the Lord, um, by his mercy and grace, he pulled me out of that mm-hmm. um, and into the light. And um, we were able to, I was able to confess a lot of things to him. Yeah. And then it was a place where he felt like, oh, there's some things I want to get off my chest, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for the first time, we. Uh, maybe not the first time, but definitely the first time in a long time, we yeah. were really, really real with each other. Yeah. Like, wow. this is really us. Like, yeah. here's all our baggage. Here's all our, we're not pretending anymore. Because, too, like, being a pastor's wife, like, mm-hmm. I, the way we grew up, I felt like I've always got to have it together. Mm-hmm. My kids always need to look put together. Mm. And they need to act right. And I better not have any problems. Because if I have problems, like... It's really bad, you know? Like, I just didn't feel like I could be a normal person. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I felt like I was the only one that struggled mm-hmm. um, because of that. Mm. Um, I remember uh, when everything kind of came to a head, you know, uh, during that season. And um, I remember exactly where we were, were. I remember the smell in the room. Like, it was, it was just such a moment uh, in time that I remember and uh, that was really hard when honestly we got to the point where, like you said, Christoph, like 
I'm not sure if our marriage is going to make it right now. Mm-hmm. Like it was that severe. Like wow. mm-hmm. there's a whole lot to that story. Uh, and uh, you know, there were, there was, um, we both made stupid decisions during that time. Mm-hmm. We, there were both sinful things in, in both of our hearts. And, um, and, but at that moment when finally everything came to a head, you know, in the book of Genesis, it talks about Adam and Eve were um, naked and not ashamed. Mm-hmm. It's not just a physical nakedness. Now, that's a part of it. Praise the Lord Almighty. Uh, <laughs> however, however, there, there's definitely a, an emotional and a spiritual, um, quote-unquote, nakedness, a, a, a vulnerability and, yeah. a, and a, a sense of being known, yeah. mm-hmm. fully known. That's really the idea, yeah. fully known. And in that moment when we just began just spilling our guts to each other and confessing everything, yeah. uh, for the first time in my life, in our marriage, I think both of us, Vanessa, I think you'd say this too. For the first time in our marriage, we really felt known. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. Yeah. And there were just secret little things that we had kept from each other uh, that that neither one of us had, had shared with the other person that we just decided, okay. And, and honestly, it happened over the course of a couple, maybe even a week. Mm-hmm. Like something else would come to mind. I'd be like, oh, well, you know what? I haven't told you about this or I haven't told you about that or wow. whatever. And we just kind of, we just went in this, really a season of confession and repentance mm-hmm. and, and, and nakedness, you know, yeah. in, in, in that emotional, spiritual sense. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and it was awesome. Yeah. And, and that was the thing that set our marriage uh, on the course to health. Wow. Yeah. You know what's so crazy is that I was actually having a conversation today about just the fact that marriage is literally the most perfect representation of what the garden yes. was supposed to be like, yeah. mm-hmm. where there was no shame, there was mm-hmm. no hiding, there was no yeah. covering anything. It mm-hmm. was just being fully known and fully loved. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so mm-hmm. glad that you said that because <clears throat> it really is so true that freedom breeds freedom. Yes. Like when you oh, find that in your in your own heart, your own ability to just... Um, be courageously vulnerable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. somebody else has permission to do that too yeah. yeah you know and we've seen that too in our in our own marriage of I've always had this fear because this is something that I haven't talked about yet on here but um I have alopecia and when I was in which is an autoimmune disorder which caused me to lose my hair mm-hmm. and when I was 11 I had lost all of my hair mm-hmm. and since then I've just been wearing hair pieces and trying to be creative with it um and I was always so afraid that no man would ever be able to accept this, wow. you know? Mm-hmm. And so when um, when I started being vulnerable with Kristoff, just about that this is a piece of my story, and I know this is a big thing to accept, but you can if you want to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have never felt more freedom than I do in marriage mm-hmm. because yeah. there's no safer place, you know, yeah. than to be completely authentically, um, there's no hiding. Yeah. You know, yes. I don't have to wear hair pieces or whatever that is. Like if physically, I feel like it's a representation of what is happening, happening emotionally and spiritually, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, with all that being said in those, that season of your life where that mm-hmm. was really hard and really trying, mm-hmm. what would you say, uh, was like a really defining moment in that? And also how have you seen each other grow? since then. I remember um, right after that, I, I had not known the depths of the... What? Same thing? It's okay. <laughs> I had not known the depths of the loneliness that Vanessa was feeling and just desperation and not feel like she could do anything well. And I had not known that um, she felt... Uh, I wouldn't say not loved by me, but, but maybe not treasured. That's maybe the way to say that, mm-hmm. not treasured. Mm-hmm. 
And so in, during that season of, you know, just confession uh, that we kind of went through for about a week, um, I remember her telling me, like, I, I didn't, I, I, I'm not sure you treasure me. Like, that wasn't the language she used, but basically that's what she said. And, um, and so I, I said, it, like, it blew my mind. I didn't know she didn't feel that way. Uh, or that I didn't know that she felt that way. And so I just literally, for about, I don't know how long, 20 minutes, 15 minutes, there, I don't even know, but like just rattled off literally everything I could possibly think of that I loved about her. And I remember that being the moment where everything changed. Wow. Mm-hmm. And for the first time in our marriage, probably, like you just really, you you felt treasured, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. And, uh, and that, that's kind of set us on the course of, it, it's almost like it was a reset button that we yeah. hit that day yeah. and, and everything changed and we could, it, now we can start over. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That feels that's like. That's what I was going to share. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm sure I want to share. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, no that's good, man. And seriously, like we, we appreciate your openness. Like mm-hmm. that, that is more than anything else. What I know is that like somebody's going to get freedom off of that. Mm-hmm. Like some, mm-hmm. somebody's going to feel yeah. that and they're going to be like okay, maybe there's some things I need to do. Maybe there's yeah. some, some conversation I need to have with my wife. You know? I, I would say, like, I know this is not like a sermon or whatever, but like an action step. That if I could say anything to somebody, I would mm-hmm. say, today, go do exactly what we did that day. Mm-hmm. Tell your spouse every single thing. If you haven't done that before, and even if you have, do it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tell tell your spouse every single thing you treasure about them. Wow. And you take turns. Mm-hmm. I you know? love that. That's, that's such practical Mm -hmm. advice Mm -hmm. like such practical advice for anyone young anyone married Um, well I kind of want to transition into a segment in which we call getting weird and just kind of like go the complete opposite direction of what we were just talking about and just get a little weird like I want to (laughs) know some weird things about you guys it's about to get But there's what? something weird that I know about you too. I don't know if you can just say that. Oh, no. I'll put it out there. I, about us being kind of related. No, 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 no. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? That's hilarious. So, is that what you're gonna say? Yes, exactly. Yeah. What I was gonna so say. there's 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 Aunt Ruth, and Aunt Ruth is not listening right now because she does not have a smartphone or listen to podcasts. <laughs> I just did say that, Vanessa. I just did. <laughs> Vanessa's nervous right now. Um, but so we're talking on the phone in high school, and I can't remember who started it with her me, but it was me. Oh, because any connection I could make to you, I was going to. Oh, okay. So <laughs> even if it was that we were family. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I need to preface this by saying I think we already said, but like remember, we're from Alabama. Okay. Anyway, we're uh, we're sitting, you know, talking on the phone, and uh, Vanessa said something about her aunt Ruth, and I was like, huh, I have an aunt Ruth. <gasps> Oh, and no. so we started same talking, one. and it was the same guys. It was the same person. <laughs> it was the same person. How does that happen? <laughs> oh my goodness! It's like my dad's half sister and, and his. I don't even know. It's so distant. Like it's we, we, we both just call her Aunt Ruth, something. but she's yeah. not really our either yeah. of our actual oh, gotcha. aunts. It's by marriage. Know? But still, it's a fun story to tell that we're from Alabama and we have an Aunt Ruth that's the same Aunt yeah. Ruth, you know? Yeah. That's a great story. It's, it's okay. It, at our wedding, she didn't sit on the bride or groom side. She just sat in the aisle. We had to walk around. Her. <laughs> that's not true. But that's that's so good because it, it's that's like that's just a story that I that I just happen to know. Uh, that's actually one of the first stories that I was told about. Seriously? You wow. told me that was the oh, first story. 
<laughs> yes. Oh. That was one of the first stories you told me of after meeting you. And, and I was like. I wish you all could see Vanessa's face right now. Oh, my now. gosh. Like, it was just the greatest thing I'd ever heard in my life. Like, that's weird. And, like, <laughs> I love it. About uh, 12 years ago or so, um, I got an opportunity to go work on a college campus in California. I was a um, campus minister at California Baptist University. Mm-hmm. And so I, just before I was going to go out for the interview at Cal Baptist, uh, I called the, the hiring manager who's one of the deans there and said, hey, um, getting ready to, to, you know, to get ready for my flight. What do I need to wear while I'm out there? And so I made this joke about being from Alabama and, you know, should I, you know, we don't wear shoes here. Should I go buy some shoes? You know, I just making a joke or whatever. Right. And he said, he said, oh, yeah, that's really funny. As long as you don't tell me you're married to your cousin. And I was like, well, <laughs> I'll never tell you about Aunt Ruth then. <laughs> There's no need. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I just wanted to, I feel, I feel the need to just like also put it out there one more time. Like it's very, very not even like. There's no blood in there. Oh, no. Well, Just he's adopted to... anyway. Thank you. Yes. Was, even so, if there was blood, I was adopted. Yeah. And yes. so there wasn't, well, there wouldn't really be blood. Yes. Right? Yeah. I just yeah. want to put very, that out. Yes, thank very, you. Very, very distant. Yes. yes. <laughs> that's, that's so good. I, 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 I say you just like, you might as well get it all out. Like whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. You, you guys might... are cousins and we poop with the door yeah. open. We poop with the door open. And so, <laughs> there you go. So you, you gave us the luxury of going second by going first. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Praise thank the Lord. Yeah, that's right. We're so grateful. Yeah. Well, that's so good, guys. Man, just thank you. Thank you so much yeah. for, for just joining us today. Like just Man, it's an honor for sure. Being willing and, and honestly, like you guys dug into some stuff that I know is gonna help like other people. Like it's it's mm-hmm. definitely helped us yeah. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Thanks thank you guys are awesome. You're so good at this and yeah. uh your your um this this podcast is gonna make such a difference. Thank you. Yes. Oh man, I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, just a quick man. I don't know. Just let them know where where, where can they find you on social, uh, Chris Dalberry. Uh, at Chris Dalberry, and I'm gonna spell it because it's a weird name, uh, first <laughs> and last. K R I S D O L B E R R Y. At Chris Dalberry on Instagram, Twitter, and Chris Dalberry on uh, Facebook, and. I'm at Vanessa Dalberry Realtor. That's great. <laughs> you can follow plug me it. there. Yeah, plug it. Plug it. <laughs> Follow Vanessa Dalbury Realtor for all your home buying needs. <laughs> That's good. That's a good plug. Yeah. Yeah, we'll leave that in there. Yeah. No, 100. no, no. Oh, no, it's staying in there. It's got it's got to. So so everybody knows that they can follow her and get like a beautiful house. Like sure can. You know? Well guys, thanks so much, man. I appreciate you guys. Thanks. Thanks. Well, hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Learning on the Job podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Learning on the Job Pod. That's at Learning on the Job Pod. We'll be posting a ton of behind the scenes content as well as nuggets of wisdom from the couples in which we're interviewing, couples like the Dollberries. And if you love the podcast, make sure that you screenshot a picture of you listening to it. I mean, we have felt so encouraged and uplifted by the response we've gotten. And we want other people to feel the same freedom that we felt in marriage and in just seeking out this advice and wisdom. Um, So make sure that you're sharing this with whoever needs to hear this. Absolutely. You can tag us at learning on the job pod. uh, Also using the hashtag, hashtag learning on the job pod. Where can they find you, babe? At McKenna underscore heart. And you can find me at Christoph Hart. Please, please, please share, tag, mention a friend or family member that needs to hear this, whether you're single, whether you have been in a relationship for a long time, or you're just getting started in one. We think that this can be a resource for you, not because we have 
have a ton of great information to share, but because we know couples who have a ton of great information to share. And so we want you guys to be able to benefit from that just as much as we're benefiting from sitting right across from them. And if you really love the podcast, make sure to subscribe to it and rate it on the platform that you're listening to it on. Guys, we pray that these episodes are helpful and life-giving. And so we want to hear your feedback. Please just let us know what you like about the episode, things that you want to hear more of. Just give us some feedback because that's going to help us not only get better, but that's going to help us drive uh, a little bit more of the conversations that we have with other couples. So please, please, please subscribe, rate, follow, share, tag, mention all of the aforementioned. We would love for you guys uh, to tune in each and every week to the Learning on the Job podcast. This is the Learning on the Job podcast. Oh.